It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. You're listening to episode three. All right, welcome. It's Vegas, y'all. And we're recording on Wednesday and hopefully dropping this on Thursday, changing it up because we can. With me today is not the whole crew. I have with me my esteemed co-host, Casey. Casey, how you doing? Doing great, Danny. How's everyone else? Hog is here. Hog, you're not with a two cent. No, <laughs> sir. I'm solo today, so I shouldn't be getting hit by anybody. <laughs> yep. yep. Two cent is uh, handling some family priorities, which we always acknowledge. That's why we built the podcast to be able to let us rotate in and out. Dave and Sonia, you're rotating in today. How you doing? We are doing well. We're uh, we're ready for this uh, heat to finally go away and get a cold front here. I don't know when that'll take place, but hopefully soon. Well, and this is the fun thing about Texas. Y'all are in South Texas, mm-hmm. and it'll be like 110. At some point in the next 10 episodes, we'll have the seasons change. And y'all will still be at 110, and El Paso, <laughs> will, have, <laughs> El Paso will have snow. Dallas might have a little bit nice. of sleep. Right, yeah, ice. It's just like this state is its own country. So, yeah, kind of over it. All right, y'all, let's get on with it. The intro this week was from Vegas Chef and Angie. Roger and Angie went to Vegas for a quick two-nighter. And uh, Roger and uh, Ryan, one of my co-hosts for Sunday Service on my channel, uh, we all have a little chat, just like the podcast folks and I have a chat. And Roger was asking what we should play. Uh, Ryan gave him a recommendation, which ended up being not wonderful. And of course, I recommended the best game ever, Huff and More Puff. And they got a bonus on the first spend, betting $5 at the dime denomination. And got over $600 that they had banked with their 100 in. And we're just going to play down to 600 And before they were able to do that, they got another buzzsaw feature and spun the wheel and won a grand $13,000 plus amazing amazing sweet yeah couldn't happen to better people they're amazing so go to Vegas Shaft and Angie on YouTube make sure you watch that video it's awesome good for them Casey have you won a grand jackpot no I have not won a grand jackpot uh (laughs) I wish I could and maybe one of these days but what I felt amazing about that video is that you know they're going to keep playing the 600 had I won what they won prior to that, I would have jumped off and called my day good. But they uh, had a little Dejan in them and <laughs> kept playing and was rewarded. That's just right. <laughs> and just because we miss her voice, what would yeah. you send have done? I would have had to fight her. Hey, you're up. Let's go. Let's go. And she would have rationalized how to play down to almost zero. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I mean, when you had your days of hand pays, uh, a lot of that was her degening it down and then <laughs> amazingly coming back with something. Yes, the, so. the two cent dip is what she calls it. <laughs> it, works. it works. All right. So speaking of two cent, I did want to go back to last week's episode. We talked to, about Whataburger a lot. Hopefully you've all tried the It's Vegas, y'all, signature grilled chicken sandwich on the wheat bun with mayonnaise, not the signature sauce. But also, it inspired Hog and Two Cent to go to Whataburger, and Two Cent got something. Hog, what was that? <laughs> okay. So Two Cent's trying not to eat carbs, and she asked me to get her a hamburger, number one, without the bun, and to use lettuce, extra lettuce, as a wrap. So there's a couple of, well, you can't tell the, the workers to wrap it with lettuce. You have to ask for extra lettuce. And number two, they can't actually wrap it. They just have to put the lettuce off to the side. So I have two daughters that both work there. And they were telling me as I was going through the drive through dad, they're not going to wrap it. You just (laughs) have to get it on the side. So I guess it's too much of a process to actually have the lettuce touch the meat. We just put it on the side. So it came in like a salad plate. But it had like the sauce mixed in. Yeah, everything was a... It was shredded. It was a salad with a hamburger (laughs) bun on top of it. (laughs) 
We're going to post that picture on our Facebook group. It's Vegas Yon Facebook. Join us in the group. It's free to join. There's over 300 members already. We love y'all. Um, and you can see the two cent Whataburger <laughs> salad grilled chicken concoction. All right. Uh, <laughs> only y'all. Only y'all. All right. <laughs> So speaking of our Facebook group, we have so many of y'all listening. Our numbers on all the major podcast platforms are just going up constantly, and we love it. So thank you. Um, I just looked at our Google podcast platform, and that one was a little slow to start, but we're getting subscribers on there. So thank you so much to everyone that's listening and subscribing and leaving good comments and ratings. And Sonia and Dave are going to highlight a few for us. Yeah, definitely. And again, guys, we appreciate you guys giving us uh, giving us a listen and, and enjoying the show. So Rick on Facebook said, you folks make me want to be Texan. Great podcast. And we were just talking about Vegas Shaft and Angie. Roger and Angie left this for us. Um, absolute great people talking about the best city in the world. They give their firsthand experiences, good, bad, and ugly of Sin City. Love the first podcast and look forward to listening to the next one. Oh, and they are true Vegas people, gamblers. <laughs> Great, y'all. We yeah, do love gambling. Definitely. Yeah, we love reading those uh, comments. It really spurs us on to keep going and be creative as possible. Bring more and more ideas y'all way. Yep, yep, I love it. And we have different ideas. I just say, Casey sometimes holds his words back and gives you opinions after being thoughtful, not like me, just kind of shooting shotgun <laughs> style. Um, but he is an idea generator, so y'all get ready. We have lots of great ideas coming. So speaking of cra crazy, crazy cases, um, <laughs> great ideas. I don't know what I was saying, um, but Casey's going to lead us off with our opening topic this week. Casey. All right, thank you, Danny. Yeah, so for our opener today, this is a really exciting one. It has to do with the vibe of the casino. What casino embodies your desired Vegas by vibe, right? And what three elements uh, do you look for in a casino that give you the best vibe? Uh, so I thought I would go first and just tell you which, uh, you know, what I look for and which casinos to me embody that vibe. And then I'll ask each of you uh, your thoughts. Uh, so, I think I just wanted to start with which casinos I thought had the best vibe. And to me, it's upstairs at the D. I just love that that little spot of that casino. I feel like it's home. Uh, I feel like I could spend every night of any trip there. And then the old Mirage. Uh, I haven't been to the new Mirage, uh, but the old Mirage is the same way. And I, I think these three things lead me to really enjoying those uh, casinos vibe it's the energy and energy comes from music the lights uh seeing people have fun you know the sounds that are going on around you people in there right you don't want uh no people but you don't want a whole bunch of people either like just packed uh and i love seeing different areas like bars and restaurants and like games and so there's people just milling around having fun conversating gambling and it's just a great environment and the same way there at the Mirage, uh, there's a lot of restaurants that kind of line around the casino. So you see people eating. Uh, the center bars have people, you know, drinking. Uh, they have lower ceilings. So that, that leads me to my third one is the space. You know, you want it to be clean, uh, lower ceiling, uh, open, but not like cavernous. Like the, um, you know, some of them just have a super tall, super tall ceiling. And then, like, a unique smell is nice about the Mirage, too. You know, that always led to the uh, a great vibe. So, uh, Dave and Sonia, what are, what are your thoughts on the vibe of the casino? I actually agree with you on a lot of these. The Mirage definitely came to mind for us. Um, the Mirage is kind of one of our favorite old-school casinos. Um, when we first went to Vegas, we fell in love with it. It was our favorite for that reason. It had a cool vibe. It wasn't overly packed. Um the smell is iconic there. Um, the restaurants were good. We had good service. Um, I like the layout of it. You know, um, I think now going, of course, we don't go to the Mirage quite as much anymore as it's made some changes. We we do like the vibe at the Cosmopolitan. Um, I like the vibe in the morning at the Cosmopolitan when it's not quite as busy. I like the smell. I like the restaurants. I think the quality of food is good there. Um, I like the service there, the music. I like a lot of that. It gets kind of crowded for me at night and that's where 
real late at night, that's when I'm kind of will shy away from that. But that would probably be my vibes. What about you, babe? Yeah, for sure. I think um, a couple things just to add on to it as well is um, one of our past trips when we were at New York, New York, the dueling piano bar, right? So as you're on the casino floor, and then there was another bar that had like live music going on as well. I actually enjoy that, right? Kind of hearing that and then the crowds walking around and you see them having a good time. That's a, that's a cool factor for me. So I think that that's something that stands out as well. Another piece of it too is based on the casino and the hotel is the room, right? I know we're talking casino here, but hear me out. Um, when we were at Windstar, not jumping back to it, but hanging out in the room and having drinks and conversation, I think that's great, right? And that adds to the element to kind of take a break and then go back down to, to the casino. Um, so that plays a part in like the vibe for me, right? And as the Cosmo, like Sonia said, obviously you have, you know, the balconies that you can, you can go and you can hang out at. Um, the wind's very similar, right? Where they have like an extended room with a living area. Um, just hanging out with some people, having a couple drinks in the room and then heading down to the casino. I think that's a vibe for me too, right? Just to hang out and chill. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, having a, you know, as you go to Vegas more often, I've learned to want a nicer room because it mm -hmm. does make the vibe uh, better in my opinion as well. So I, I've been, I've paid for an upgrade or two just to have a little bit nicer vibe while I've been staying at a property. Mm -hmm. So Hog? What what casino has the perfect vibe for you? Bellagio. <laughs> Not Bellagio. <laughs> so sorry. Um, this one's kind of hard. Um, so there's vibe and where we actually go. Those are two totally different things. Um, the vibe, I would say that's ideal for me would be Golden Gate. Um, it's after six, I would say when the dancer dealers come out and not because I'm looking at the dancer dealers, <laughs> it totally just changes the whole vibe. So the whole place becomes like a little, like a small little club. The bar is close to the table games. So the waitresses are like getting you drinks while you're playing like really fast. Um, everybody's having a good time. I like the vintage look of it and the small size of it. Um, but we also tend to just go where we can actually play a playable game. So it's not always necessarily the vibe. Um, but I know two cent likes less of a crowd. Uh, so any high limit room <laughs> for two cent <laughs> where it's kind of chill, um, she would prefer uh, vibe wise. So Venetian high limit room would be a really nice place. Um, vibe wise because you have your own private rooms uh you can change the music in the wall um so it's just very kickback and everybody's very chill i wouldn't have any experience in the high living room of venetian <laughs> casey when we meet up you will don't worry <laughs> all right looking forward to that all right danny uh what about you what, what vibe works for you well, I think I, I put this on our outline to talk about because I was hearing a lot and seeing, hearing on podcasts and seeing on the different um, YouTube videos and stuff about people talking about vibe and it doesn't have the vibe I like in vibe. And it's funny, like coming back to it, what is vibe, right? Some of us are talking about noise, space, people, classic, um, vintage, things like that. I think it's different for everyone. And for me, what vibe means is what is your comfort level? Where are you relaxing in Vegas? Where do you feel not anxious? Where are you? The energy matches the energy you like. And so for me, I look for quiet, classic, and this word's going to trigger people, but controlled. I don't like chaos. Um, even it's bothering me that I'm seeing people get into like fist fights at, at Wincor, one of my favorite places, because that's kind of my vibe. I like you far away. I like it quiet enough that I can hear the Frank Sinatra playing over the the, the music system. Um, it's clean. One of the things that drives me crazy, it's probably higher on my radar than most people would consider rational, but Cosmo has a great slot selection, but that is the dirtiest slot floor I've ever seen. Hmm. Like that is so dirty. There's so, as a smoker, clean your ashtrays. I find myself cleaning their ashtrays, picking up glasses, putting them in places together. Um, and, and so it bothers me. And next week, we're probably going to talk about 
um, another topic dealing with staffing and the impending opening of Fountain Blue and Durango that are going to affect that. But I've been looking at some numbers and I'm scared. I'm scared mm. for the cleanliness factor of my vibe mm. because there aren't enough people going around. But yeah, if I had to define it by a property, I would say Encore is my vibe. Classy, chill, controlled. Mm. All right. Thank you, Danny, for letting us know about what vibe means to you. And yeah, I agree. It is you know, everyone's own opinion, what brings you joy in Vegas. And that's the thing about Vegas is uh, lots of different casinos for uh, different people. So you can find one that you can get your vibe on for sure. Over to you, Danny. Okay. So thanks, Casey. That was fun talking about vibe. Y'all join the Facebook group or tell us on Instagram or any of the social media. It's Vegas, y'all, that we're on and you follow us on what your vibe is and where you want to go. Next segment goes to Hog, who channeled, was it Ace Ventura last week when he did this? Hog? Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know why that was my first reaction. Wow. But I have Vegas. a new one. Okay, go for it. What if we invited Elvis to do the intro? Uh-oh. Would that be cool? Go for it. All right, here it goes. Las Vegas quick Why, thank you, Elvis. That was amazing. Oh, thank you very much. I'll take a banana and a peanut butter sandwich. Awesome. We'll get that right to you. Well, and new intro set. Thanks. So when are you taking over at Harris, Hog? Just tell me, Big Elvis. I'll, I'll move right in. <laughs> if you're sick one day, I'll, I'll fill in. I love that it. was great, Hog. <laughs> that was great. All right, Vegas Quick Hits with Hog and or medium Elvis. I don't want to say small Elvis. Go ahead, Small Hog. Elvis. Little E. <laughs> little E. All right. Vegas Quick Hits this week. Uh, we're getting our story from the Las Vegas Review Journal, which reported last week that Forbes – Health did a study to rank the noisiest cities in the U.S. So where did Vegas rank? Um, they used uh, several factors. Uh, they based it on average decibel levels in populated areas and frequented establishments. Um, other factors included live sports events, concerts, density of bars and nightclubs, as well as restaurants, industrial construction, and uh, other things such as mining and casinos. Um, the number one spot went to Riverside, Ontario, San Bernardino, which is in California. And that's pretty interesting that that's yeah. noisy. You know, you know why? Because Kino Candy, Candy lives there. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That explains it. Definitely. Yep. That's what it is. Um, so Kino is pretty quiet, but Candy. She, she got him to that number one spot. Congrats. But I think it's interesting, Hog. Thanks for sharing that story that Vegas, where do you think Vegas ranks on this list of noisiest cities? Downtown has to rank higher, right? It's all together in one, though. So, no. <laughs> so take the average. They got to be pretty up there. I mean, top five. That's top five. I think in top five. Yeah, top sure. five. They're close. They're not quite top five. They're number seven. So if you wow. think about the whole Las Vegas Valley, if y'all have ever driven out to somewhere like Summerlin, it's definitely much quieter out there, mm -hmm. right? They don't have the industrial construction. They don't have mining that I know of anywhere nearby. It's just kind of a planned community that's quiet and very family oriented. And so if you balance that out versus somewhere like downtown, it kind of brings that, that rating down a little bit. But yeah, definitely. On the strip or downtown, you got the concerts, you got the nightclubs, the density that they're talking about. I just thought it was very interesting that they're not quite top five. They're number seven, but maybe in a few years they'll move up. You just got to hope. Be, you, you want it to be noisier, huh? Uh, that, the boring company is uh, hard at work. It might spread. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. They might move those Teslas underground more and more. All right. So that was one quick hit. We're going to hit one more quick hit in this segment. I can't sing. I can't sing, but I can't. I don't have a mic with an echo, and I cannot imitate Elvis. I'm going to leave that to Hog. But it's something I definitely want to hit on because it is a hot topic right now. Uh, 
the MGM just announced that finally we know when Identity Rewards from Cosmo is going to merge into MGM Rewards and people are having all different types of reactions. I'm going to start with mine and then get your feeling. But the big thing is that they announced it's a one-to-one match with your points. And so if you have 10,000 points in Identity, that's going to become 10,000 points at MGM Rewards. And uh, it has a lot of implications. And people that are Cosmo loyalists, I will include myself since I stay there the most, the value proposition is painful, Mm -hmm. right? So let me tell you why. To get to the fourth tier at Cosmo in identity, it requires seven, uh, sorry, 50,000 points, 50,000, five zero. Um, And that one-to-one, 50,000 points gets you halfway to the gold third level at MGM Rewards. So you're essentially, if you just made 50,000 or anywhere under 100,000, you're moving from the fourth tier at Cosmo to the second tier pearl at Mm -hmm. MGM. You lose your guaranteed resort fee waived. You lose an annual $250 resort credit. You lose... um, they have two free nights available plus two free companion nights available mm-hmm. uh, for gold as well. You lose the two for one Beth buffet benefit with platinum. You lose the three time point multiplier. You're losing so much. And on top of that, the status, right? Generally a platinum player is going to be able to check in at the VIP check-in with the champagne and the strawberries and cookies, not with Pearl. You're almost bottom of the barrel there. So I can understand why people are upset about that. Dave and Sonia, y'all probably play the most besides me at Cosmo. What do you think of this change? Yeah, I think it's, uh, like you said, the value prop, when you look at it, it's it's not there. And for the one-to-one conversion, I guess the question that I have, though, is thinking about the conversion to MGM, you have until December 31st, right, to potentially make another tier. And actually I take that back because the Cosmos calendar year, right? Theirs isn't, there's this rolling year. It's not calendar year, right? So if you hit platinum before the conversion happens at the Cosmopolitan with identity, when the conversion happens, are you granted platinum with MGM or does it automatically then just convert you over to pearl or gold, depending on how many points you have within? Yeah, the- yeah. It's from what I've seen, it's a point to point conversion, one to one. So that that's why it's so distressing. I I think the biggest fangirl out there is Crystal uh, on YouTube, yeah. Vegas BB, um, and she immediately put her disdain out on the internet uh, because she is very loyal, and I think she is platinum or. Uh, her and Mamacita are, are very high. They get good offers there. And let's say you have 99,000 points, right? You're still going to be Pearl, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's, woo, it's painful. It is. It is for sure. And then I know with identity too, when you purchase food or things from shops, the point conversion is higher, right? Versus with MGM currently, I don't even know if they have a breakdown of what the food and restaurant uh, conversion is, or even if you purchase something, what that conversion is at MGM, but that's what it's going to be, right? So it's going to make it harder. Yeah, Um, I believe it's four to one, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, one to four. So $1 spent is four points at MGM. Correct me y'all if I'm wrong out there in the audience, but I know for sure at Cosmo, it's uh, one to five. $1 spent is five points. That's actually how I made gold last time is I went to the desk and they said, you could play this much, but it's going to take this much play or coin in, or you could buy something for $25 in the gift shop and you'll get the points. And so I, I bought a Cosmo hat and I would... We're not visual on the podcast, but I would show y'all, but I took it back and wore it to an event with my team and they thought it was a MAGA hat. I'm just saying it's right. (laughs) Maybe not the best choice at that time, but whatever. Uh, But but can you return? What if you were to buy the hat, but then you return it? Did you already got your points on your car? That's a good point. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't do it, but that's a good point. So everybody... Based on Hog's recommendation right here, (laughs) go 
Buy all you can to make your status to match the best, the highest up with MGM, and then return it all. <laughs> That's funny. What happens? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. They did have to manually key in the purchase. I had to take the receipt. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Danny, uh, I think real quick, just to close us out, I think the only other thing that really hurts us the most is we would do a combo stay with an MGM property and then close it out at the Cosmo. So that's gone now, right? So it's going to be interesting what it looks like once the conversion happens. Mm -hmm. We just yeah, kind of want to build our points more with like Win and Encore, um, just so we can have that other, you know, we talked about Caesars, but I'm not sure I want it. I don't know. But either way, we're going to need another hotel, another property to stay at instead of just MGM now. Yeah, I think it's funny. I've kind of been talking to the community and asking people, and there are people that are like, oh, the Cosmo players will stay now that it's MGM. And or MGM doesn't care because if they lose them, they'll have MGM players to replace it. But I think one of the vibe things, speaking of vibe, is that the Cosmo was so different from the typical MGM vibe. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like MGM has become very corporate. And at least even with my opinion of Cosmo not being my favorite place for people, it definitely had a different vibe from your traditional MGM properties. And I'm curious to see what happens there. What I've heard more often than not are the Cosmo gamers are going to go game somewhere else that is an MGM. Lots of what you said, Venetian Palazzo, Wincore. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I hate to bring it back to Blackjack all the time, but the same thing happened when they switched over to six to five Blackjack, but people keep playing it. So sure. if we don't all band together and, you know, make a statement, it's they're going to get away with whatever they want to get away with. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, love it or hate it. Cosmo is changing. And um, y'all know my opinion. If you don't, I'm not crazy about the Cosmo crowd, but there's a lot good with Cosmo. And I hope. I hope I still get offers there because I like to smoke on the balcony and bother all of y'all that don't like me smoking. <laughs> all right. Um, we are going to talk about another casino that we have different opinions on. If you're in the Facebook group, you saw we did what we called a bonus round. It's a little video chat with terrible Wi-Fi from Winstar. And I wanted to just go back and do a little recap for those of y'all that haven't heard our opinions on Winstar. So Dave and Sonia went to Winstar for their anniversary. How long have y'all been together? 21 years. 21 years and they're 24. So they've been dating <laughs> since they're three. Y'all decided to go to Windstar to celebrate your anniversary as a quick getaway since you've never been there, right? Yes. Yep, yep. And then Casey decided he's nearby within an hour that he could go up there and meet him. And then in the background, I said, well, I should go to <laughs> I drove up for well, I, we did invite y'all, you know, and uh, so we were hoping that y'all were going to meet us there. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, it was a good time. Definitely, definitely. The cool thing is, is Casey had did he did say that he was going to go up there, but we got surprised by you, Danny. So it was great to have you yep. show up as well. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and it, I will say I am glad I was meeting y'all there because. One, apologies publicly to Dave and Sonia and partially to Casey. I That drive drained me. And then Casey and I hit the ground running. And then we met y'all and we were just going, going, going. And I was tired. I was cranky. Casey saved my life by reminding me that we had to eat um, <laughs> because my blood sugar was dropping. I actually stopped to take a nap. Um, but had a good time. Had y'all not been there, I don't know if it would have been the same. So I'm kind of curious. Let's talk about the love them and hate them with Windstar. So it is the largest casino in terms of gaming space in the world. This was your first visit, Dave and Sonia. What did you think? I thought it was massive. I went in there not um, really expecting that, even though people had talked about how big it was. Um, it was very overwhelming for me. Um, you know, it's just, I think about Vegas and how, Vegas is a bunch of, you know, smaller and larger casinos. And then you kind of walk out and you go to the next one. And this is just like one big, huge casino. Um, so I'm not sure I love the layout of it. It was, it was definitely different for me. Yeah. It's kind of configured like an L and I, I know we've talked about it before, but um, how they separate out the sections by cities, right? They have Madrid and they have Paris and just how Sonia was saying, like 
you're playing in a casino and if you're not having any luck in Las Vegas, you can walk out, go to the next casino. The theming's changed. It's entirely different. Here you're still at Windstar, right? But on a positive side, any type of game that you want, they're pretty much going to have it because it's that big of a place. And even if you're into like table games, they have table games too. Um, so it was it was great to see it from that perspective. Yeah, it's definitely something you have to do at least once. And I do think we have some different perspectives on the entertainment value and the value um, because I, if y'all watch our bonus round, uh, we all rate it. And Dave and Sonia and I rated it around a three to four, right, yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Casey gave it a higher rating. But I think the big thing there is that it's about distance. Y'all drove mm -hmm. the longest way. How long did it take you to get there from San Antonio with stops? With stops, it was about six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Six hours is a lot, right? Really and um, I, my drive was about a little under five hours because I did stop a couple of times. And fortunately, really didn't have too much traffic. There was one kind of construction delay. But in Texas, at any given time, you can have one accident and you've added an hour or two hours to your trip. Right? Yep. Yeah, and that, that's part of what made me a little bit like irritable and, and restless was I was sitting down for so long. Um, and so that affects like what I get at the end. If I'm driving four and a half hours and I'm in Vegas, it's probably okay. Mm -hmm. But driving four and a half hours and getting to Windstar, I don't know. Casey, you drive about an hour, right? Right, yeah, it's kind of funny how our uh, how we ranked it. The higher the rank, the closer you were to it. So I could definitely see the, uh, you know, it's not worth it to make a too too awful long drive to go to Windstar. Yeah. So let's talk about what what's not worth it there. So um, Casey and I actually we decided we made a conscious choice. We both looked at our room offers, had none except discounted offers. Mine was three ninety nine. I don't know how much of a discount that was um, for that one night. And Casey, yours was how much? I think it was three fifty nine. It was like thirty or forty dollars less than your rate. Right, and we we're like, it's one night. We're gonna shack up. <laughs> so we got a double queen smoking room because yay smoking room. Um, so that is one good thing for me at least, and uh, split the cost just because we wanted it to be something that was focused on meeting Dave and Sonia. We spent, I guess, maybe the few hours talking to them in the room, and then also <laughs> just sleeping there. So. For that, the price of that room, I, I don't think I've ever paid that much in Vegas. Mm -mm. No, I've, I've never spent that much money on a room, even in mm -hmm. Vegas. Even anywhere else. I can't remember anywhere. I went to Hawaii for a honeymoon, and we didn't spend that per night. That's crazy. Um, but it's about having a captive audience, right? The next big kind of resorty casino in Oklahoma is going to be the Choctaw and Durant. Um, which we heard a lot of people saying, like, y'all should go there instead. Um, but they don't have a lot of local competition. Like right. uh, we were saying, you can't just walk to the next casino. You got to mm -hmm. drive, which means you can't drink or you shouldn't. Um, and you have to be awake um, and you have to know where you're going. It's not like there's a major highway, right, Casey, between um, Windstar and Choctaw? Right, not a direct one. You'd have to come south into Texas and take 82 over. Which that would probably add 20 minutes south and then 20 minutes north, even though, you know, added to the east-west version, you know. Right, yeah. So it's not convenient for hopping mm -hmm. over to the next casino. So they know that once you're there, you're there, you're going just to go there. Or if you're going to go somewhere else, it's going to be a conscious amount of time you spend there and then you're gone. So I don't know. Dave, Sonia, would y'all uh, stay there? Would you want to stay there? Or are you kind of one and done? You're over it so we we talked about this and we thought that if we stayed there would it have changed our opinion on our rating potentially um, but then we thought probably not um <laughs> you know because the casino itself like i said you know i hate i want to give an honest review on it you know we go to vegas so often and you know we we're big dgens we love gambling and so a casino <laughs> you think is a casino not necessarily i think big isn't always better, you know, and I do think you're right, Danny. I think everyone has to experience something like that. Cause it is, you know, the biggest casino in the world. Um, but something about it feeling kind of claustrophobic and, um, crowded. Um, the, I just feel like everything's kind of on top of each other. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's probably one and done for us if, because it's so far, it'd be easier for us to hop on a plane and go to Vegas probably for two or three nights. 
um, or just go to Kikapu, which is two hours from us. And to be honest, it's just kind of a small little more open casino for us, which I think we like that concept better. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Sony just hit the nail on the head, right? It's it's definitely something you want to experience if you've never checked out the Windstar, but living in San Antonio, logistics wise, two hours at the airport, a two and a half hour flight, still shorter than driving to the Windstar and it puts us in Vegas. So it makes sense for us just to go to Vegas. Yeah, I agree. I think we talked about that in person too, that the amount of road time you spend is equal to, if not greater than, the amount of time you would need to go to the airport, get on a flight, be in Vegas, and be in mm-hmm. your hotel room, mm-hmm. right? And and it's potentially cheaper with the way gas prices are and, and things. So, right. yeah, it's a hard sell for me. You mentioned the casino. It is a big L shape and divided kind of in a, a gray sort of way by different geographic regions right um they all tend to blend into each other in my opinion there isn't enough identifying like landmarks right there's a few like you'll see one statue or something but i don't know that there's a lot of effort in the theming but the casino itself feels very Mm -hmm. jam-packed and i'm thinking specifically right as you enter from the hotel from the london gaming area there's a off to the side an alcove with the lightning link lounge with all the link games a lot of the link games and then right outside of that is this alcove with other games and then they shove i'm gonna say there are 20 or 30 table games in there as well yeah and it was very like claustrophobic crowded Mm. for me what did y'all think no same totally agree i feel um just definitely um instead of it being an open casino everything is so crowded we talked about that main walkway down the middle um where everyone's kind of passing through there and you know people have to get to the hotel because there's no other shortcuts so it's like you've got kids and strollers and you know it's just it's it was very kind of um it was claustrophobic i think that's definitely the word yeah when uh we had asked casey to show us like which machines are the ones that are going to pay us right we walked to a, a lightning link section and that particular section was kind of in the middle of a setup but it's so close to other machines where if someone's sitting at one of the lightning link games, uh, as soon as they back their seat out to sit down at the slot machine, it's covers a walkway. So it's not like you can walk through the walkway and and go to other machines. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're definitely getting your chair hit a lot by people trying to pass. It's just, it's very clear what the motive is there. We know the casinos are in the business of making money and taking money, but they are trying to fill every square inch with some sort of way to get your money. Uh, I want to talk about a couple other things. Um, food. Casey, we ate where? We ate the fish and chips, fish and uh, chips and ale, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, I had the chicken, and I think you had the fish and chicken. It was good. I liked it, but it was just fast service uh, chicken battered and, uh, you know, battered and fried. Uh, wouldn't go overboard on it. I wouldn't know, know if I'd recommend it or not, but it was good and and you know, hit the spot that evening. And I mean, for the both of us, I think it came out to like $28. We didn't get drinks because we had uh, water and soda and other drinks in the room. Um, I thought it was okay. It was what they say serviceable, right? Um, it, it didn't, I don't think it made me ill. I did feel a little ill afterwards, but I think that was from my blood sugar being all over the place. <laughs> um, it was okay. My chicken tasted a little bit like it had been fried in fish grease, um, but I don't know what you can expect for two people eating for $28 at Windstar. Dave and Sonia, y'all ate a couple of different meals there, right? Yeah, we did. And and I'm, I I kind of agree with you. Like we also had had just some fried chicken and um, steak finger, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the first night we were there. And, and, you know, it's a quick service. So what do you expect? So we figured, you know, wasn't anything fancy. Just and grab it, a bite to yeah, eat. Yeah, it was that just was the something to eat. But then the next day, we actually ate at two sit-down restaurants. One of them was their Italian restaurant there, and then their Mexican restaurant that they had there. And, um, you know, they were both below average. I really have to be honest. Um, we we kind of consider ourselves foodies. We love to eat new places in Vegas. Um, and again, quick service is fine. Uh, but if you're going to have, you know, like a sit-down, nice dinner, you would expect the quality to be a little bit better. And I would definitely go below average for both. Yeah, agreed. They didn't have truffle pasta at the Italian place, so <laughs> we missed out on that. <laughs> ah, yeah. No surprise yeah. bills. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your service at the restaurants? Um, the Italian place was on point. 
And I think it's primarily because when we went to sit down for lunch, it was about 1130, yeah, I guess. It wasn't so busy. we were like probably the fifth people in there. So they sat us real quick. They gave us our menus, uh, gave us a second to look over the food. Once we ordered, they brought out the food fairly quickly. Um, so you can't complain on the service there. For dinner that evening at the Mexican restaurant, and I feel bad, guys, because I don't remember the name of it. We'll look it up here and tell you what it was. Um, we had fajitas and cheese enchiladas. But when we first got to the restaurant, the hostess sat us down really quick as well. And it didn't seem like it was that busy yet. What time was it, would you say? About? It was like six, maybe. Sure. So we're there, and they bring us chips and salsa to get us started. But then about 10 minutes later, no one else had came, right? They didn't give us any waters or anything. I think the restaurant manager was making her rounds and just seeing what's going on. She realized we didn't have it. So she asked us what we wanted to drink. And then she went ahead and gave us a complimentary appetizer, which she didn't have to do. It was cool of her to do that. We just got Gessel. Um, but even then, too, it's like the waiting time for your food, um, getting refills on water in between. And again, mind you, the restaurant wasn't that busy. It was it was just lackluster. It wasn't it wasn't the best. And it was called Union Mesa was the Mexican restaurant. All right. Um, Casey and I went to the Dallas Cowboys. I, essentially, it's a sports bar. It's a it's a very flashy space, right? There's uh, large TV screens everywhere, sporting events. It's a, I think it's spacious, probably one of the more spacious places. Look at that. I rhymed. Um, that is in Windstar. So I think maybe that's part of why I wanted to go there too. And they also supposedly had a happy hour special. Casey and I were going in because they had to sign up for wings that were at, you know, some discounted rate. Uh, when we checked in, they asked us if we wanted a table or sit at the bar and we said, whatever. And so she said, just go to the bar. And uh, Casey, how long did we sit there? Uh, probably 10 to 15 minutes before we said, well, we hadn't even been served. So let's... Uh find another option so we just got right. left yeah 10 or 15 minutes not even served acknowledged yeah. and listen yeah. i'm not that high maintenance maybe a little bit but if you're busy which they didn't look like they were too busy at least wave over and say we'll be right with y'all folks mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. you know it's not that hard but what bothers me more is the three um people that were working behind the bar were talking to each other a lot and i don't know if they were having a trauma or something was wrong or something was broken but they were talking to each other, so I know they could talk and they could look over and say, we'll be right with you. We're having an issue or whatever. And so that bothered me because I'm not going to sit there waiting to eat um, as you do whatever you're doing without getting acknowledged. Just like a little bit of service would have gone a long way there. And we yeah. just didn't get it. Yeah. All right. One more thing I want to mention is they just opened their Cascades pool, which is supposed to be more like a day club pool did y'all get that we looked outside at it and then one of our listeners which we mentioned in the intro uh justin from she loves the slot said he stayed there before and uh they charge 50 dollars per person you have to get a day bed at least to stay out there and um there was lightning in the area and they brought everybody back in within an hour of them buying their spot at the pool and they would not refund their purchase right even though weather was in the way and that happened while we were there they emptied the pool while we were there because of weather in the area as well so i'm wondering what the logic is behind charging that much first of all um and then also not being sensitive to the fact that weather is something that can't be controlled and as a customer service move maybe refund people for an experience you're not getting what do y'all think for sure. For sure. And if not that, you know, give them vouchers for, food. I mean, something to let them know that, you know, we're sorry for this. I mean, I know it's not their, um, it's unpredictable it's sometimes. A, right. So that's what I was going to say, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I don't think I would pay the $50. We saw the pools and they looked nice, but they weren't anything fancy. Um, and Casey had mentioned, um, that the day bed was $50 to be able to, and you had to get a day bed. So I wonder if like the cabana areas are even more than that so that you can get some shade because there was no shade anywhere. Mm -hmm. So that just, I mean, that just seems kind of a lot for the area that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's definitely advertised, right? As soon as you walk into the casino, they have like posters uh, speaking to it as well. Um, and then to your point, Danny, when we saw it from the window, I mean, not trying to burst a bubble, but it didn't look like $50 worth, right? It just 
didn't stand out to me, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting that there's an additional upcharge to go and hang out there. Yeah. In terms of personality, it definitely reminded me of the park MGM pool, very concrete slab. Good call. Right? Um, so uh, I don't know. And then the only other thing is, yeah, we did have a room there and I, I used the shower and we used the sink to wash our hands. I think y'all even used our sink um, as well and experience of water, but they have, is it soft water that you don't, you can't yes. get your hands clean? Yes, it's the soft water. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a miserable. <laughs> you just feel like you're getting dribbled on and it's never going to go away. So uh, I don't know. I told Casey, I said, I think this is it for me and Windstar unless something drastic changes. It doesn't mean we're not going to convene again and give you all the chance to meet up with us somewhere. But I don't know if that's Windstar unless you want to see Casey. Casey, you're going to go up there anytime soon. Uh, not anytime soon, but I did enjoy my trip, and it was great to meet you, Dave and Sonia. That's why I came, and we had a, we had a great time together. And if Hog and Two Cent were happen to go to Windstar next weekend, then I would go up there. Again. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. It is about convenience. All right, that's enough about Windstar. Let's move on to our next segment. Well. Windstar, um, I don't know that it's winning any awards for any of us, but we are all going to talk about something that I think we can all appreciate, and that's food in our next section segment with Casey. Cash in or cash out? Casey? Thank you, Danny. I don't have an uh, interesting um, intro like the great hog had. <laughs> Let's get into cashing in or cashing out. Would you invest more time and money into food halls? Uh, topic dear to my heart, because that's where I eat, is at the food halls. Quick and easy is my uh, motto. But uh, I would be all for cashing in. Uh, more options, the merrier in Vegas for me. Uh, and including like the Bellagio and Wynn. They need to give us more options uh, for you know, you know cheaper meals. So when I think of food halls, I'm thinking of, um, like, for example, at Cosmo has Block 16. And that's a great, great area of the casino. A whole lot of great options at a great price. And and quick, too, right? And then uh, also Fremont has a new food hall kind of in the back of their casino. And that that's just, you know, a great place to go eat quick food downtown now all in one location so i'm all for investing more into food halls that's interesting you mention fremont versus some of the other food halls like proper eats at aria or famous foods at resorts world i think one price points for all of those are different to the level of the food i don't know how to describe it but the <laughs> the highbrow or lowbrowness of the food is different. Um, part of what bothers me about food halls is that some of them are just food courts. I don't know that a food call is food hall is universally understood. Um, Hog is our resident culinarian food snob. Oh yeah. Think of food halls, cash in or cash out. Uh, I'm going to go cash in. Um, I don't like the mall shopping mall vibe. And you'll see that like in some of our vlogs, we mentioned this in like Venetian upstairs. I just hate that vibe. Um, but on the other hand, you got the quick eats so you can go gamble again, get it done, go gamble. Um, but we are, we're, you're going to lose personality, but I think, if you're planning on going out to dine somewhere, you're going to find a nice place to dine that has personality. So that'll always be an option. Um, but I guess for the DGen, it's a good option or maybe bad because now you're gaming more. You found that quick eat and now you're back to the games. But uh, I, I like it because, again, like you guys said, it gives us multiple options, quick and uh, relatively inexpensive. Um, although, you know, we, Danny, we've eaten at Resorts World, that whole food area and eh, the portions aren't the best for the price. Yeah. But well, I, I think it's, that's another interesting juxtaposition. I would say the food area 
at Venetian is a more of a food court, but their prices aren't necessarily that much cheaper, right? But those that those quick eats are a little bit more on the lowbrow end of things. It's pizza, it's burgers, it's the, the quick service Chinese food. But famous foods at Resorts World where we did eat, it's a little bit more, I hate the word curated, but curated, right? Like uh, I tried a duck burrito, which was very good. But uh, y'all treated me. Thank you. Whenever that was, what was it, 1997? Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for the, the three of us, I remember it was about $80. That's yeah. not food court prices. And so they stick food hall on it and double the prices. Yeah. That's why I'm more of a cash out on this. I think it's a trend to give you smaller portion quick service at a higher price. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, no, commentary, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I would say from a price point perspective, you have to be careful too, because even some of the food courts, example, New York, New York, I've seen pictures on social media where you get a slice of pizza and a beer and it's still like 20 bucks, right? So whoa. no, you haven't seen come across like- No, I'm, I'm saying, whoa, that is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's uh, It may not be 20 bucks exactly, but it's, it's up there, right? I think what I'm getting at is like, both Sony and I enjoy uh, Block 16, and Casey, I think that's where you were going with it as well. We'll go to Hattie B's, and the um, the portion, the size that you get there with their three-piece tender meal, we'll add on an extra tender. And for us, we share that, and it's enough, right, to get us through. And then, Hog, you mentioned you're probably going to book something more upscale or fancier for, for dinner, which kind of generally we do. So having the food halls in our favor, we'll, we'll cash in on that, right? Because we'll share some things. Uh, we stop at Proper Eats pretty often. The one at Resorts World, I agree with you guys. It's a, um, it's a little more upscale food hall, right? And uh, the, the portions you get aren't as big as some of what you would experience maybe at Proper Eats or even at Block 16. Um, but again, it's convenient. So you can quickly go grab a bite and then degen back to the casino floor and go gamble. Um, and in some cases, I, I think the quality of the food to the price point is worth it. Yeah, Any thoughts on that? Like, have y'all been to the uh, Fulton Street Food Hall at Harris? We have yet to experience that. Um, I know it's been around for a while. Um, we, generally, when we go to Harris, We'll walk through to see if a let it ride table is open for five bucks and then we'll head to Casino Royale and go get a five dollar eight oh five. But it may be on the next trip. Yes, we may go into the uh, Fulton Street Hall and, and check it out and see what they have. Yeah, I forgot they they opened that. They actually kind of redid some space there to make a food hall. It's funny. You mentioned the Block 16. That was the OG food hall. Properly yeah. called a food right. hall. I also many. think it still does it the best. They haven't they didn't not think about seating too much, but I'm okay with that because I love grabbing something and going back to my room. But agreed. Yeah, in terms of design, I think Aria's Proper Eats did a really good job with how they set up the seating. They're just probably with Resorts World there is one of the most expensive. Now, what are the hours? Because I think that's more important, like mm. the hours of operation. Uh, because for us DJs, we're up at like two, three in the morning, and you're like. Oh my God, I haven't eaten all day. I forgot. I was just gambling. <laughs> so where do I go to get food? Like good luck finding food in Bellagio right. at early uh, hours in the morning. There's not there's nothing open. Yeah, so, Bellagio has no quick options. That's why oh. snacks always has a line, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that's probably the next thing, right? That's I want to cash out on food halls a little bit. I think most of them are a good idea. But let's cash in on having some sort of 24-7 food option at every hotel. Agree. I, I need a grab-and-go too, y'all. Yes. I want like a chicken salad sandwich. I can go and pay for it myself at a kiosk and leave. So do you remember Resorts World had a little, there was like a little cubby. It was a little nook across from the poker room. It was very quick, short-lived. Yep, it was a yep. little where they had sandwich pre-made whatever and it just disappeared it's not there huh. right it was it was almost like in a little closet space yeah. there wasn't much decor to it right it was like four walls with yeah. this like case um it was never open when i was there but i thought i was like this is great good location and then it just went away yeah 
Well, like Excalibur upstairs, right as you get the top of those escalators, they have uh 24 seven is what they call it. And it's open 24 seven and they have the, you know, the pre-made sandwiches and little parfaits that you can eat, uh, you know, buy there. And I, I've usually utilized that often. I don't think I've ever been upstairs at Excalibur. Um, fun fact, I am staying at Excalibur in October because my only other comp for the second half of my stay was Aria and I dislike Aria so much. I'm staying at Excalibur. <laughs> wow. But yep. can you get a bucket of chicken in like King Arthur's helmet? Is that a thing? If it, if it is, I'm going to make it happen. If it's not, I'm going to make it happen. And Casey, you're coming with me. Awesome. That's funny, Danny. That's where I booked too. my second part of the stay. So we'll be having the same experience there. Yeah. Casey and I are staying at Cosmo and Excalibur. Yeah. Wait, which one's first? Cosmo. Oh, so you're going downhill. <laughs> Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I win more. I got a hand pay at Excalibur. So you know right. what? If I can take your money, I almost don't care what yeah. I'm saying. I had a good experience last time I was at Excalibur. Um, I actually dislike the people at Cosmo more than Excalibur. <laughs> I think I'm learning I can't travel to Vegas on holiday weekends. Uh, yeah. My comps yeah. don't allow it. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was it was weird that my two options were Aria and Excalibur. That tells me where they think Aria belongs, and I agree. <laughs> All right, well that was good. Cash in or cash out, y'all. What, what do you think of food halls? Again, provide us comments on all of our social media, and uh, we look forward to hearing what you think. Thanks. All right, up next is our segment called Dejan Lounge, and with two cent out, we have Sonia filling in. Sonia, thanks so much, Casey. Appreciate that. Uh, so DJ Lounge is when we, it's, this, it's a segment that we're going to discuss listener questions submitted on Facebook or Instagram. And we recently put this, this question out. It was, what's your favorite casino and favorite thing to do there? Would you still go if you couldn't do that thing? And if so, what would you do instead? If not, where would you go? And we got quite a bit of response to this question. So we're going to go ahead and uh, mention a couple of people here. Let's say. So Steve says, I think I have a favorite area, not necessarily a favorite casino. It's the area between Paris and Harris. The Carnival Court area is his favorite part, but there's not really much to do in that area. I think it's probably the most action-packed area in all of Vegas. If Carnival Court was removed, I'd be sad, but I doubt I'd change the opinion that it's my favorite area. So, and then Chris says that his favorite casino is the Flamingo. Um, favorite breakfast at Ellis Island. Dinner spot is Bautista's hole in the wall. He said, if we could not go to Vegas, we would be in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. All right, let's see here. Steven says, Casino Royale had $3 beers, and he had his best win there. We do like Casino Royale. I think it's about to go away, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Sad to learn that. All right, let's see who else here. Mike Brown says, New York, New York. Never thought I would have said that a few years ago, but we love this place. It says, give me the center bar with balancing tunes and video poker with free cocktails. Then point me at the high limit room and I am going nowhere else. And a lot of people responded that they totally agreed with that. So, Wow. Speaking of vibe, that center bar is probably the loudest place in Vegas for me. And it, absolute opposite end of the spectrum for vibe. I, I, totally, I totally agree. Actually, the first time we stayed there was one of our last series um, and we loved it, but it was loud. It was bumping for sure. All right. Let's see what else here. What about from you? What are some of your responses? Well, let's see. Um, for my favorite place. Well, I'm going to have to go back to the Cosmopolitan. Like we talked about the vibe is there for me. Um, like I said, you know, we talked about the switch um, once they change from identity to, um, MGM. So I'm not sure if that's going to change, but right now that's where I like to gamble. So that's what I, I like the bars there. And I hope that the vibe doesn't change there. For me, it would be, it's not my favorite casino guys, but at the Bellagio, I enjoy the Baccarat bar or even the sports book, right? That's one of the first places when we started doing bar top table games that we would go to and, just hanging out there, kind of people watching, drinking a mimosa in the morning. That's kind of one of our things. But that's one of my favorite things to do in Vegas, specifically at the Bellagio. Not the casino, of course, but just something to do. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. 
Casey, what about you? I have to say, you know, one thing I do every trip is I always go down to win and I always take in a Lake of Dreams show. Uh, if I'm not staying there, I still go down there and do it. It's just a place you have to visit. So that'd be my answer. Is that your favorite place, though, Casey? Because what we asked was, what is your favorite casino and favorite thing to do there? What's your favorite casino? Yeah, I mean, if I had all the money in the world, I'd be camped at win. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, just win six hand pays like hugging two cents. <laughs> it can happen, Casey. What's your favorite place, Hog? So at the moment, it's Venetian, um, just the stadium Baccarat. And if it's too crowded and noisy and crazy, uh, you have the same game right next door at Palazzo where it's a little bit more chill. So I love that area now. It's funny, though. Like, so a little bit of history is I randomly offered Hog and Two Cent my comps because I had double booked just to get my free play and um, – Resort credit on an offer because I was staying at when I think, um, and I was like they they, should, they like to try different places, and ever since that, we all have become loyalists there, right? And they're oh they're yeah, yeah. It's like the the Heaven's Gate opened up. Ah! That's right, Heaven's yeah. Gate like the cult. They're part of my cult now, or I'm part of theirs. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but it's a great place, and I think it's a, a place that a lot of people don't necessarily give active attention to but it's always busy yeah for sure it's one of my favorites as well for me you already know i love wincore um and i do love palazzo a lot not as much venetian venetian's a little bit more windstar <laughs> vibes for me it's a little <laughs> too busy and too many people wearing lanyards going to their conventions um, <laughs> I like the smaller boutique casinos for sure and if those went away i don't know y'all i'm starting to think with like the F1 and all of this, it might be time for me to find some other options besides Vegas because the things that I like, there isn't enough of it. And maybe that's just me getting old. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Vibe. There you go. All right. On that thought, Danny, what about Laughlin? Have you been there? Okay, I'm not that old, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> you went too far. That's too far. She's like, what about the other septuagenarians? Yeah. Uh -huh. I have been to Laughlin. I stayed at a really old hotel. <laughs> Listeners, y'all can probably tell me what it is. It was kind of a log cabin-y look. It was definitely like an outside entrance motel. Um, our non-smoking rooms smelled like grandma had been smoking there for about 40 or 50 years. Um, I don't, it, mm, a little too slow for me. I'll say okay. that much. What about Rampart or Suncoast? I have not been to Suncoast Rampart is too smoky for me, funnily enough. Hmm. Um, and also a little bit, the crowd's a little bit too, like kids get out of my backyard and they would consider me the kid. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, Suncoast, I need to go to, and I need to go to Sunset Station too, for sure. Suncoast, I did go to actually, that's where Dupars is, right? That's also yes. a little too smoky for me. Uh, but I want to go to Sunset Station. That looks like my jam. Nice. All right. Cool. Thanks, Dave and Sonia. Definitely, y'all, continue to participate in the Facebook group. We love reading your comments. All right, everybody. We really enjoyed talking at you again. Again, look forward to your interactions as we close out. I'm going to have the team get us through it, starting with Sonia. Thanks to all the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever you listen to on your favorite podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook group. It's Vegas, y'all. Almost as good as Casey. Because we will be posting questions for the audience and have fun Vegas discussions. And if you use Spotify to listen to our podcast, you can leave us a voicemail up to 60 seconds that we might use on a future episode. The link to leave a voicemail message will also be available in the description of this podcast for everyone else. Thank you all for listening. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Over to you, Danny. All right. So next Vegas trip, uh, I will not say 
all the details, but we had some good news in our household and I'm trying to find a way to celebrate it. And I want that to be going to Vegas. So I've been looking at stuff. I will say Dave and Sonia, I unearthed that there is a regular spirit flight. I like spirit. I don't care what people say. It's better than frontier and allegiant. Um, <laughs> but y'all have a nonstop that's midday both ways. Hmm. So you're not having to get up early out of San Antonio. So I found that flight for it's Sunday through Thursday, I believe, or Monday through Thursday, something like that. And it's 118. Before you add all the stuff, I added bags. I did a pick a seat and it was like 220. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It was cheaper than anything that Southwest is offering, by the way. No, for like, sure. For sure. Like Southwest, their pilots and their flight attendants are on the brink of going on strike. And so uh <sighs> Find yeah. other options. I might be driving to Vegas in October. You can always fly two cent. <laughs> <laughs> I am tempted to fly to El Paso and just like a wing and a prayer and see what happens. With you that. should. What's right. what's the flight hog? If you fly two cents, like two hours from El Paso to Las Vegas, is that two hours <laughs> nonstop? <laughs> you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fly to El Paso. We're gonna drive with y'all to Vegas. We've got to try this. <laughs> that would be we awesome. have to do yeah, it. That would we have be to do it. Be a fun road trip. It would be. It would be exciting. Adrenaline. You might be uh, broke before you get to Vegas. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and he means like your constitution, your mental state. <laughs> and your pocket. And your pocket. All right. So, yeah, if that doesn't happen in October, for sure. Dave and Sonia, any new trips coming up? We've, we've kicked around October and we're still kicking around October. Not a specific date in October yet, um, but it's still kind of up in the air for us. Sir Hoggerton. We are also um, probably going to be in Vegas in October. Uh, we have other plans. So there's another mission behind the trip and some other news coming out, I guess, about where we're going. So, but yeah, for the first part of October, where we will be in Vegas. Nice. There's a possibility we will run into each other as something going on in October. We'll see. I'm already being propositioned to be yes. a prop. Yes. <laughs> you would be so perfect. <laughs> I, I don't know about this. I have not signed any releases yet, but we'll see what happens. All right. And Casey, when's your next trip? Still October. All right. Halloween well, trip. We're all at least booked for something. We will continue talking. I want to get Dave and Sonia and Casey. I would love to get Hog and Tucson over to Lausiana to go to Lake Charles or something, but yeah. we'll do it. And when we do, we'll tell y'all here on It's Vegas, y'all. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate y'all. Leave us those good words and join our Facebook group. We're going to have some exciting news next episode, so stay tuned. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Everyone. All right, now we talk hookers and cocaine. Let's go. <laughs> As Sonia's right here. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I kind of want to make that. I, I might stick that in as a outro.